Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delectable page of Talmud every day. And today's page really reads like, you know, almost like a recipe book. Here's a little sample. The sages taught that the phrase poor man's bread, lechem oni, excludes matzah that was boiled in hot water after it was baked, which is considered to be a relative delicacy. And this expression also excludes matzah that was baked as a large cake. I might have thought that a person fulfills his obligation to eat matzah only with coarse bread. Therefore, the verse states matzot, matzot, which serves to amplify and include matzah prepared with fine-grade flour. And in fact, one could fulfill his obligation even with matzot like those of King Solomon, which were prepared from the finest sifted flour. If so, what is the meaning when the verse states, poor man's bread? This phrase comes to exclude boiled matzah and large cakes, but it does not exclude matzah prepared from refined flour. Our guest today is one of my absolute favorite rabbis, Rosh Yeshiva at Mahon Hadar, the great Rabbi Ethan Tucker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I don't know how good you are at, at baking matzah, but I, I need someone of your caliber to help break down this incredible list of different matzot that we eat. And, and here we are, silly, you know, foolishly thinking that there was only one or two kinds, and we get this whole smorgasbord of matzot. Help us make sense of it. So I must tell you, actually, I fell in love with baking matzah years ago when I was living on a kibbutz in Israel, and the kibbutz uh, had their own matzah baking operation. And I had always thought of matzah as something that, you know, you had to buy in the store and happened somewhere out of sight, out of mind, uh, in some kind of forbidding, sweaty environment that you dared not go into. <laughs> it was incredibly liberating and empowering to experience this mitzvah as something actually you could and just should do on your own. And since then, I've actually been baking my matzah every year and when I can, leading workshops around it in the broader community. So I've thought a lot about this and the question of what does it mean for us to be creating, as you say, this lechem oni, uh, this bread which is bread of poverty, of affliction, of simplicity. and it is a fascinating passage here because you do see that actually there was quite a bit of leeway in terms of how people thought, at least theoretically, about what matzah could be made of, what shape it could be in, what processes it could go through after the fact, even after it was baked. So maybe we can just start. Lechem Oni is this sort of description of the bread having some quality, probably of simplicity, Oni, uh, in the sense of poverty, though the Talmud itself, you know, takes that up in other places and imagines that maybe Oni refers to aniyah, to answering and to speaking, um, because bread of poverty actually doesn't seem like a great match for something that was brought in the temple all the time right. uh, and seems to, in its own way, have been a kind of food of royalty appropriate to serve to God and to the priests. But you do have all kinds of regulations that are focused around keeping the matzah simple, even if only for the purposes of making sure that it does not leaven, that it does not ferment, that it doesn't rise. So that passage that you read is dealing with any number of kind of complications to the recipe that may kind of put it out of reach of the symbolic way that we are 
meant to do this. But, you know, over time, that process has kind of played out. One of the things that you learn uh, when you bake matzah is you go into the various laws, whether it's in the Shulchan Aruch and other codes, and you see actually quite a wide range of things that are theoretically acceptable for baking matzah that at least in the Ashkenazi tradition completely fell by the wayside as there was a drive to greater and greater and greater simplicity. So I'll give you just one example. In the Shulchan Aruch, it says, you better make sure that your matzah is not thicker than a hand breath. Hand breath? Hand breath is like three inches, <laughs> four inches. And just imagine, you're, you're talking about something any of us would look at and say, that's a roll, right. right? And the Shulchan Aruch says, yeah, don't make it too big, but it's clear anything less than that is fine. And then you go on and you see the Ashkenazi glosses on that text and they say, yeah, yeah, technically you could do that, but we actually roll it out to be a thin rakik, a thin cracker or wafer the form so many of us are familiar with today. That was a kind of self-imposed restriction to make the matzah more simple, less likely to ferment in any way, but was a deviation. Another thing of that sort, I think when people think of matzah, they think almost immediately about the holes, about the perforated look that it has when you look at it. Uh, certainly the machine-baked matzah looks that way, but a lot of the handmade matzah. That too, when you look into the history of this, you see was a kind of almost organic gravitation towards how do we get this thing to stay as flat as possible? Right. We don't want anything puffing up. We don't want any three-dimensionality to this thing. And so what I find fascinating about it is stepping into the live masorat, the live tradition of generations of baking matzah, you see in a very unusual way a continuation of this dynamic in the Talmudic passage of trying to sort of eliminate or marginalize other ways of making this bread that just might make it too puffed up, too complicated, too intricate. The Talmudic issues come alive in your kitchen. Rabbi Ethan Tucker, thank you so much for this absolutely fascinating and illuminating explanation. Happy to be here. It was great talking with you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.